0: Hey y'all, welcome back to Quality Matters. I'm Darcy. I'm Kyle. All right, we're going to jump right in, continuing our mini-series on seven habits of highly effective people. We are talking about habit three, putting first things first. I think we've done a few episodes on this, although we didn't label it as such necessarily. In today's Um, global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Stephen Covey kind of goes through generations of planners and how people have tried to plan Mm -hmm. their lives. Um, and tools they've used. So he talks about the first generation used notes and checklists. Just kind of keep track of the things you need to do. I'm a checklist kind of girl. Kyle used to make fun of me saying I spend more time making the checklist than doing the things, but dadgum, it feels good to cross those things (laughs) off. Um, Then the next generation would have calendars and appointment books, which Mm -hmm. also came in very handy before the days of iPhone. You know, Mm -hmm. you have your desk calendar or yep. you know your purse calendar or whatever you might have um, then he talks about how we're kind of currently in the third generation although i don't know when this book was written to say currently um, in the third generation about <laughs> where people are really kind of scheduling themselves and filling every part of their day mm-hmm. um, and being very specific about the daily planning and mm-hmm. goal setting mm-hmm. and all these different kind of things. But then people are becoming turned off by time management because they're so busy and so this scheduled. Is true. This and, is true. And the real problem is that they're not being able to work on relationships.
1: Hmm.
0: So he mentions that they throw the baby out with the bathwater, <laughs> which is funny. I really want to share that. We we read where some of these old sayings come from. This really has nothing to do with quality, but we especially like <laughs> tell stories. <laughs> you seem upset about
1: that. Well, you know, we only got so much memory left on the memory card. So if we go <laughs> over, if we just disappear, folks. Now you know why.
0: <laughs> so way back when. <laughs> They, they used to fill a big tub with hot water, and mm-hmm. the man of the house got to take the bath first, mm-hmm. then the other men or grown right. male children, and there was kind of a hierarchy so that the baby was last. Mm-hmm. And the water was so dirty mm-hmm. that you ran the risk of throwing the baby out with the bathwater because mm-hmm. you didn't get the baby out of the dirty bath water. <laughs> so that's where the throw of the baby out with the bath water comes from. Um, so now he talks about there's now an emerging fourth-generation that recognizes time management as kind of a misnomer that we don't really need to manage time we need to manage ourselves because mm-hmm. the third generation i you know i figure we kind of got over scheduled once we got smartphones oh, these electronic devices yes. right and then oh man it's so cool and just uh-huh. pop it in there it'll uh-huh. remind me so you put everything in and there and
1: i've I'd, you know probably around about 2006 2007 When I first got a Blackberry, oh my gosh, that's what I did. And my goal is exactly what he's talking about. My goal was to make sure that every single 30-minute block of my day had something in it.
0: And he still does that. Not
1: nearly as bad.
0: It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. (sighs) So, (laughs) but even, not even necessarily work-related, but, you know, Mm -hmm. soccer games Mm -hmm. and somebody's birthday Mm -hmm. and a church event... Like, it all goes in there, which is helpful because then you don't forget about it.
1: But then when you need to to change, it's, it's very difficult. And what I found, the reason I finally quit doing it so badly was as soon as I needed to put something new in there, it would take so long to rearrange my schedule that I would rather just tell them no. I would rather just not do it.
0: Well, and for me... And I think this is also kind of a millennial thing, although I'm technically not a millennial. I'm too old. Um, it, old geezer. Putting it on my calendar mm-hmm. feels just like a lot of work. And I don't ever, like, if I hear about something, I say, oh, that sounds fun. But then I almost purposefully don't put it on my calendar because I'm also one of those people like, oh, going out sounds like fun, but then I have to put on clothes and get out of my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> um So, you know, if I don't put it on my calendar, then it doesn't happen kind of a thing. So he says that, you know, the over-scheduling for the third generation kind Mm -hmm. of took away spontaneity. Mm -hmm. And um, it didn't really serve relationships or forming relationships. And it didn't serve uh, a quality of life.
1: Well, and he passed away in, what, 2012. So imagine if he was here today Mm
0: -hmm. to see
1: all the social media stuff it which i'm horribly guilty of because right. i'll use it as the excuse of well i've got to do marketing mm-hmm. right and so and, and now we fill up so much of our time with just this pointless stuff scrolling but it feels productive yeah that's the thing that's what hooks you is it feels productive oh that's an interesting article that i need to read i need to know about this eh, you were fine without it 10 minutes ago stop right in any case, that's my own personal rant about myself. Well, I feel
0: like when he says, you know, it doesn't serve relationships, spontaneity, or quality mm-hmm. of life, my personal feel is that, you know, we feel like those calendars are for obligations. Mm-hmm. So work things, mm-hmm. church things, kids activities, places you feel like you have to be. Right. Friendships are not obligations.
1: Correct. They
0: shouldn't be obligations. Correct. So you don't schedule that time. That's true. You, I mean, you think about kids mm-hmm. who don't have phones, although I know that's a rare thing these days. Right. Um, they Our eight-year-old, nine-year-old, he's 9 He's in drag track of my kids' ages. He's nine. He doesn't call a friend because he mm-hmm. doesn't have phone, and I assume most of them. He goes to their house in the neighborhood and says, knock, yeah. knock, knock, can I play? Yep. He doesn't schedule a date. Um You know it's a little bit harder with our junior high kiddo because Mm -hmm. they all have phones and they're all trying to navigate this world where they try to make plans without involving the parents but parents have to be involved Um, but you think about kids pre-phone days Mm -hmm. it wasn't a scheduled thing you just went and did it yeah and you know even when you know as an adult you should just be able to go over to your friend's house and say Hey, how you doing? I want to spend some time with you. But think about it. Somebody did that. Like, it just seems so absurd.
1: Yeah. But not long ago, that was the norm. Well, even, even with sales stuff, you know, if I've been talking to someone or sales or consultation or whatever it is, whatever I'm working with someone on, I feel almost guilty and sometimes I feel outright guilty. Like I'm taking their time. If I just call them up, Mm -hmm. be like, Hey, working on this project, I got your, I, I, I got the results you're looking for ready. Uh, let, let's go over it, you know, I feel as though I have to email them to schedule that time on my calendar first.
0: Mm-hmm. You Well, I always feel like I might be interrupting them or bothering them.
1: Right. And mm-hmm. I, what I need to tell myself is if they're busy, they won't answer.
0: Exactly. That's <laughs> what, and I think about a very particular conversation. We have uh, these friends at our church a couple that has helped us with our kids Mm -hmm. for years and years. They babysat and I, you know, I always tend to text her and I can't remember how the conversation came up, but I remember saying to her, well, I just hate to call you because I feel like you might be busy and I'll interrupt you. And she said, well, if I'm busy, I won't answer. Yeah. And it was just like, Oh,
1: so, paradigm shift there, huh? Well,
0: and but then I, as a woman, or maybe it's just me, you read so much into it when they don't right. answer. Well, what if they're mad at me and no. they don't want to talk to me? What if they know I'm calling for babysitting and they don't want to answer? What <laughs> I, you know, it's always you read so much, it's just it's such a weird world we live in but when it, causes, it comes to serving relationships yeah. and creating and whether it be personal Mm -hmm. or a business relationship. And it causes lots of problems.
1: I mean, just think about, well, the problems just you and I have had with scheduling for for our to-do list and activities that need to be Mm -hmm. done, right? So, you know, we've got logs of service tickets and little to-do lists for things that need to be done. It's become such a chore to try to get it done. And then when you have to try to work with other folks, and if you're putting those same... Like barriers and difficulties that you experience with yourselves, and you're imposing them on everyone else. Like, my gosh, we wind up spending so much more effort and energy and emotion over just a simple phone call.
0: Yeah, we just need to go back to the easier times where you just picked up the phone and called. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it's because it, there
0: was nothing else to do.
1: Yeah but it's just gotten ridiculous these days. But then the question is it's like, okay, well, you know if we have a problem, you know what are the behaviors need to be changed to solve it? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we should all ask. And this is something that we're having to ask ourselves right now, and we've gone through several different uh, systems ourselves trying to get this figured out. So it's not like we're coming in here trying to say, hey, we're the experts and know mm-hmm. everything. Like we struggle with this on a truly daily basis our business mm-hmm. it's it's very difficult to do um and you know it's made more difficult by the plethora of tools available to do it with so mm-hmm. there's so many scheduling apps there's so many to-do list apps and you know yeah. i and this is something where i kind of go back and forth between well do i just want to keep my to-do list on a on a sheet of paper or do I want to put electronics so I can share it with others. And if I share it with others, then they have to be on board with the same way I'm working. And then, you
0: know, once Kyle started the business and then brought me on, we had a shared calendar through Mm -hmm. Outlook, which frustrated me because I liked my regular calendar Mm -hmm. on my iPhone. And every time I set something up in Outlook... I'm like, well, is this a meeting or is it an appointment? It's not really either. It's an event and that's not an option. So then I'm mad that I'm using Outlook. And, you know, when I put our personal stuff on there, I have to be careful how I word it Mm -hmm. because customers might, you know, yep. sometimes he shares his calendar and customers might see it. So there's just so many things that go into a calendar, mm-hmm. but to go back to, you know, how it doesn't serve relationships because it's an obligated calendars, I feel like are for obligations. And so then we don't put friendships or, mm-hmm. you know, even sales relationships on the calendar because it shouldn't be an obligation. Yeah. It should just be something that you do. And at some point last year, I was kind of struggling with this because I was just like, I feel like I don't have any friends. And so there was one person in particular that I wanted to get to know better. So I just started texting her. I didn't pick up the phone and call yeah. her. I just started texting her and said, Hey, you want to go to lunch? Oh yeah, that sounds great. So now about once a month, mm-hmm. we go to lunch. And it's usually me texting her cause she's always busy. She does have a lot going mm-hmm. on and I understand that that's fine. But you know, it's just like, you just gotta put your toe in the yeah. water and do yep. it.
1: Well, I was reading something uh, just last night about sales, and I'm not saying we can go back to the 1950s and 60s styles of selling where, you know, you show up in your your best suit and, you know, (laughs) then you go out and, you know, you you talk sales over, you know, uh, T-bone steak and over dinner and whatnot, right? But the idea was that it was personal relationships. You're creating a relationship, right? mm -hmm. And now it's, it's so far from it and you know, there's are
0: so many salespeople yes. calling everyone for so many different mm-hmm. things
1: and so whether it's sales or, or the work that you're engaged in on a daily basis even with your people at work how many times do we send an email with a list of things that need to get done on it when maybe we should have just sat down with the guys for 15 minutes in the morning and, and talk with them about about what needs to be done now i know there are people listening that are going to say well we've had so many meetings that should have been an email
0: I, I was about to say, that's a, that's a pretty busy meme on Facebook. Like, oh, yet another meeting that could have been an email.
1: <laughs> but the point there is if you're going to meet in person, it is not simply to exchange information. Mm-hmm. If you're going to meet in person, you're meeting in person for a relationship-type purpose. Mm-hmm. So, yes, maybe that meeting could have been an email. What else could that meeting have been? The email mm-hmm. was a missed opportunity to build a rapport with the people and to mm-hmm. get them on board with whatever initiative you're sending out, them
0: Well, and it should be something where your leadership and management meets regularly with their employees to cultivate those relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, I go back to teaching and anytime you got an email from the principal that said, please come by my office during your block right. time well then you're like you're yeah. just like the kids you know yeah you're just like the kids why am i going to the office because you were only going because mm-hmm. something happened that yeah. she needed to speak to you about and same thing for the mm-hmm. kids like the only time they go to the principal's office like let's make it a place that's not a bad thing to do yeah
1: no i i, I agree um i was uh, saw sorry <clears throat> simon sinning uh video recently and he was talking about the two different ways you, you could approach someone. So say their number's been down for a quarter. You could, you know, call them into your office and say, your number's been down for a quarter. You need to get this fixed. And he send them on their way. He's mm-hmm. like, well, how motivated are they gonna be to get that done? Right. He said, on the other hand, you could pull them into the office and say, man, number's been down for a quarter. What's going on? Is you everything okay? okay? Yeah. Is, is everything okay at home? Like, mm-hmm. What's going on? He said, then you'll have a five minute conversation about that. Now imagine how motivated he is when he leaves your office.
0: Yeah. It's huge. People want to know that you care. Yeah. And I mean, again, going back to the classroom, I knew my students weren't going to do, show me their full potential unless they felt cared for and respected and they trusted me.
1: True. And that trust, that was a huge piece when I first got into uh, health and safety. As we have talked about several times before, I was just the computer geek. That's Mm -hmm. it. And so how am I supposed to get these, you know, these guys on board with me? Well, uh, what I, one of the ways that i did it is they had lunch every day and i mean you know a lot of these guys are from uh, all over south america and oh my gosh the food they would bring in oh it's wonderful their wives could just they could cook
0: Man, they could okay cook. just so y'all know i am not insulted by this i'm I a super picky eater plain cheeseburger So when it comes to cooking, it's not my thing. (laughs) And even if I do cook, it's not awesome food like he likes. It's stuff that
1: I never got on a regular basis. But any case, so these guys would bring it in. And they didn't bring it for the sake of their lunch. They set up a buffet.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, it was
1: awesome. Any case, so I would come in and I'd eat lunch with them. And when I'd come in and eat lunch, I wasn't going to talk shop. I wasn't going to talk about work none. I just wanted to talk to them about what was going on in their lives and, you know, this is what I did to build that trust and build that rapport. Well,
0: and this may seem silly, but they would also have like, I don't want to say weird foods it's normal foods for them, but yeah. foods that we normally wouldn't eat. And he would try it, yeah. whatever they had, he yeah. would try And they would always be like, you're not going to eat. He was like, yeah. yeah, I will. Yeah,
1: it was, it was hilarious. And, <laughs> and the hottest
0: of the hot <laughs> sauces, oh, yeah. he would eat it all.
1: I finally drew the line at Menudo. We'll just leave it there.
0: I don't even know what that is. Good. <laughs> okay, well, so he's going to tell me off-camera what that is. So,
1: but, um, yeah, it was. They were, they were just totally shocked that, you know, uh, and they had all sorts of different names for me, but, you know, <laughs> all this geeky white cow, trailer stuff. But it built trust, and it built a mm-hmm. rapport. And so after really just about two weeks of doing that, I didn't even come every day because I didn't know it seemed like I was trying to abuse it. But I was in there two or three days a week, and it didn't take long, and all of a sudden you know i'm accepted Mm -hmm. and and they would listen to me when i go into the shop next time and that they were glad to see me Mm -hmm. you have to have to have to take the time to treat people like people not buckets of information
0: yeah and i i'm very guilty of that i'm often like let's just get the job done i don't Mm want to chit chat like let's just move on to the next thing um so if you do keep a calendar and a schedule which i don't know anybody that doesn't i would suggest go ahead and scheduling those times but don't make it feel like an obligation you have to separate that Mm -hmm. um because if you're anything like me i'm not going to do it if it's not on the calendar but if it's on the calendar it feels like an obligation so you've got to have a paradigm shift, yeah. change the mindset, yep. and start cultivating those relationships because that's what he talks about in the third generation. We've over overscheduled ourselves, we've become too busy, and we just don't have time for relationships anymore. Amen. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all.